Welcome to Soul Self. I'm your host, Shayna, a mindset coach and master energy healer here to provide a conscious view and tools on navigating goddess spirituality. Here we discuss all things love, sex, relationships, mindset, manifesting confidence, and more. So you can live an abundant, stress-free life full of pleasure and be the woman that lights up a room. Hi, gorgeous, and welcome to today's episode all about trauma. So in order to listen to this episode, there are two prerequisites. One is to listen to podcast episode 22 called Trauma Bonding. Two is to watch the trauma highlight on my Instagram, and my Instagram handle is Bloom Shakti, B-L-O-O-M-S-H-A-K-T-I. So once you have done both those things, then come back to this episode and you're going to be right on task. So in short, this is what I want you to understand about trauma. When you haven't healed your body from trauma, you get stuck in a cycle of your body setting off your internal alarm system, even when there's nothing major happening. As a result, your body is continuously feeling on edge, anxious, and unsafe. And then this creates an environment where doing things outside of your comfort zone is the same as basically dying, so you obviously run for the fucking hills. Now, as your desires in life start to grow, and growth and expansion means that you have to do things outside of your comfort zone, you have to invest in ways that scare you a little, yet excite you at the same time, travel to new places, meet new people, start that business, speak up for yourself, set your boundaries, be assertive. You have to do things that you haven't done before. But if your nervous system and body doesn't feel safe, it will not and cannot do these things. So as a result, you feel stuck in your current reality and you don't understand how people are growing and changing so rapidly. So the simple answer is that you need to make your body feel safe again by clearing the trauma that is currently locked inside of you. And trauma can range from losing your mom in a supermarket when you were five years old to being physically abused. And by the way, we all have trauma and trauma doesn't have to be having to be in the military witnessing a murder. The smallest things like there is literally a trauma scale and all of it is absolutely valid. Okay. If you are being trapped by your trauma, how can you feel safe enough to be bold, to live the life that you desire? You can't. So that is where I come in as a coach and a healer and how many sessions it takes. It really just depends because healing happens in layers and new things will always show up. So growing up, my mom was always around and my dad worked a lot. And I felt very shut down from my body, disconnected from my feminine, and I was heavily masculine-oriented, even through college, because I wanted to be like my dad, be a girl boss, alpha female, and fuck yeah, I'm all of that today, but pleasure is my priority. My femininity is my priority, and pleasure is the core of a woman. So your trauma is showing up based on your protective mechanisms. This can be resilience shutting yourself down, avoiding certain conversations, drinking, too much random sex for the sake of not feeling emotions, 
whatever it is. I don't want you to feel shame or guilt about it because your body is trying to protect yourself from the trauma. So whatever your reaction is from your trauma and however you're covering it up. So it's actually your body's way of not feeling too much. And in a really fucked up way, it's trying to make you feel, quote, safe. Okay. And what can happen is it can actually create an addiction to your trauma. So for example... Mm. Okay, full trigger warning if you have anxiety or, or depression, don't internalize this. So some people can actually get really addicted to their depression and anxiety. They attract friends that are depressed and anxious and their whole story becomes, I am anxious, I have anxiety, I have depression. What happens is they often get more sympathy from others and as a result, they create this identity for themselves and they are addicted to their trauma because they get something out of their trauma. You can even be addicted to your hustle because working and burning yourself out prevents you from feeling, from slowing down and being present. I used to do this and get addicted to stress so I wouldn't have to feel. So people can become addicted to their trauma because It's a way to not feel what's beneath the surface and their trauma can create an identity for themselves, which makes them feel important and as if they have a purpose. Again, there's nothing to be ashamed of. That is, you know, there's an opportunity for you to heal if you are ready and wanting that. But you do this because it's your body trying to stay alive in this world. Your body you know, its only job is to keep you alive under all circumstances. So here's another example with money. I will give you a massive generalization. This does not apply to anyone that I particularly know. Artist. This isn't the case for everyone, but there are actually artists and musicians where they get addicted to their story of being a broke artist. I don't get paid for doing what I love. I'm living off cup of noodles, blah, blah, blah right? Victim story. These artists become addicted to being broke because when you're complaining about being a victim, you actually feel more important in that moment of complaining and you get addicted. You know, you get that hit of the feel good hormones. You get addicted and you keep doing it. The poor me story is addicting. Same thing with drama and talking shit with your girlfriends. You get addicted from feeling important or that you're part of something. So these artists get addicted to the I'm broke story because it makes them feel like they are doing something right because the industry normalizes it. And if they were making money, they would feel like they aren't part of the artist group. So can you see where I'm going with this? And if you're in your brain, if you're alone, you're going to die. So this is your body's way of protecting yourself. So another thing is disassociation. While some people can feel their trauma and cry over it and they know they have trauma because they have painful sex, painful periods, or don't connect in relationships, some people's way of dealing, dealing, not processing it, okay, there's a difference. Some people deal with trauma by disassociation. So disassociating avoidance mechanism. And as a result... You can have sex and be disconnected and not experience pleasure because you're completely out of your body. You're numbing yourself to protect yourself. 
So generally speaking, men, when in a traumatic situation, they go into fight or flight because they know they can run fast, fight, and whatever. But women, we know we can't run as fast as men. We know we can't fight them. So there's no chance in hell we're winning, you know? So we either freeze or we disassociate. And this is why some of you have tactics, but when you get into trauma response, you're numb. You can't say or do anything. And this is dangerous. This is very dangerous because that means you don't feel empowered in yourself and in your body because you're so worried about the freeze response. If you haven't cleared this and rewired your nervous system, this is actually very dangerous for your mindset because you won't feel safe around men walking around at night, your brain will be worried about going into a freeze response. There's nothing to be worried about with a freeze response because it's your body's way of protecting you. Your body will be like, okay, if I freeze, the predator might not hear me, see me, they'll pass me, right? So think about it like being in a jungle and you hear a lion coming. As women, we aren't going to fight or run away from the lion we're going to hide and be quiet or you freeze, maybe play dead and the lion will just walk away. The other option is to disassociate. And a lot of times women freeze, then disassociate. When you disassociate, you numb out of your body so you don't feel pain. So if you have been abused or raped, very often you'll numb out and disassociate so you don't have to feel the pain of what's coming next. And this is your body's way of protecting you. And until you heal, fix, and break that cycle, you will continue to stay numb during the times when you should be experiencing pleasure, the birth of your child, sex, vacations. It can be the simple day-to-day pleasures of feeling the warmth of the sun, sipping your tea, the lace of your lingerie on your skin, but you just can't feel pleasure or even pain for that matter. You may not even cry often or if someone breaks your heart, You might not feel it because you're living a numbed out life and you're unable to experience pain or pleasure. So whatever your trauma response is, fight or flight, freeze, being quiet, numbing out, disassociating, even Stockholm syndrome. So that's actually when you start to love your abuser. You become friends with them and that's your way of manipulating yourself to think I'm safe, I'm okay, because that's easier than constantly being afraid or hating someone. So your body's always going to adapt. Us as human beings, we are adaptive creatures. And this is actually related to COVID too, in a way, if you think about it, you know, now people are getting depressed from going out, having that freedom. So our neurotransmitters have changed and we don't know how to communicate as well anymore. We might feel tired all the time and it's not because we're broken. It means we're adaptive. But that does not mean that, you know, our biology has changed. We're still primal creatures. We can adapt when we need to. That's the bottom line. We human beings can adapt when we need to. And the way you are trying to get through your life so you don't have to relive your trauma all the time is you adapting. And I want you to understand you don't have true freedom in your heart, your soul, your womb, your pussy. You don't have that inner peace, contentment, and joy. And if you feel like someone has taken something from you or that everything is hard, you're always anxious or depressed, and 
Girl, that is not a way to live. You want to be free in your mind and your body. When you don't take shit personal, that's when you know you have no trauma because you're not triggered. You know, like I came face to face at the gas station with my abuser and I didn't get triggered. And that's when you know. I don't disclose too much of my story, but that's because I don't want my clients to trauma bond with me. I want you to work with me and be like, Shayna can fix this shit, not because we've been through the same thing. But, you know, your triggers will disappear because your brain and body are constantly communicating. So you have the, you have the combination of the mind and the body, right? The energy work and talking to break the cycles. So, so first you got to like fix the internal stuff. Another thing, that's what I wanted to talk about is sexual trauma. I don't care what environment you are in. I don't give a fuck if you are with the man of your dreams. If you aren't in your body, if you haven't cleared your past trauma, you are not having the sex and pleasure you can be having because you still have feelings of unsafety in your body and instability in your mind. So safety is key when it comes to all this stuff. And When you're in a stress response, like a dangerous situation, you can't think clearly. Your nervous system is in fight or flight. You have to de-trigger to think clearly and then you can fix the issue because then you're not in a stressed state. And you know what? Another thing I want to mention is there are people who might be thinking like, oh, how can I heal my trauma myself? And truth is, even if you try Googling it, you can't try to fix your own trauma. Like you can't fix yourself from your shadows. They're in your shadows for a reason. You will be trying forever if you don't go to someone that's, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of you and knows what the fuck they're doing. And it could literally take me 30 minutes to completely heal a client from a trauma of being raped or something, you know, but it could take you years for to try to fix it and trying to get over it yourself. Um, you know, when it comes to trauma, you want to be held in a safe container with a coach, a healer, a therapist, someone you trust and someone that does somatic work using your brain and your body. So basically this is why you become a client of mine. (laughs) Um, and then another thing I want to kind of highlight are some symptoms of trauma. So hormonal dysregulation, inability to get pregnant, feeling stressed all the time, anxiety, depression, even physical issues that aren't a result of a clear physical issue. For example, um, a sore shoulder that's not from too much tennis or sitting at your desk or something. If you have burnout, hormonal dysregulation, I think I said that already, Um, skin issues, relationships always falling apart, and you felt like you were always, you know, butting heads, struggling to open your heart and express emotion, if you struggle to sit still, if you're always busy and stressed, if your body is tense and tight, especially your hip area, um, if you struggle to surrender in sex, if you are always like on on mode, like you're just go, 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 do, 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 be, 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 like hyper masculine, if you feel like you're on the edge, if you spend too much time overthinking, And even if you struggle to ask for support, like these are all signs that you, you know, those are physical symptoms of a trauma. 
Um, and I kind of mentioned this in my Instagram, but I wanted to talk about the nervous system rewiring. So brain areas that are affected by the stress response include the amygdala, hippocampus, and prefrontal cortex. And as long as the trauma is not resolved, the stress hormones keep circulating and the emotional responses keep getting played like a broken record player. So your nervous system is constantly jacked and you need to rewire it to be in a state of calmness so you don't feel like you're constantly stressed because it'll leak into every area of your life. And that's where being in your feminine is crucial. So the last thing I wanted to mention is when you have unhealed trauma, meaning you don't stop the triggers and stress response, what happens is little triggers such as smells, sounds, day of the year, someone touching you a certain way, a dream, anything that triggers you is releasing cortisol in your brain and your body then has an alarm system going off, danger, danger, and it will try to do everything to bring yourself back to safety and some people do crazy things to get to that safety and I'm not here to tell you what's right or wrong in a traumatic situation because bottom line is that your body is doing what it needs to to survive but as a result which by the way everyone reacts very differently to traumas let's say you reacted in fight or flight in the future you will then avoid situations where you feel uncomfortable and as a result, you may have low-level anxiety constantly in your body. You may not want to do things. You may not want to go out of your comfort zone. Uh, you, you won't want to do things that are scary, right? And this is the low-level cortisol release in your body from the unhealed trauma. So going back to what I mentioned at the start of this podcast is when you want to expand your life and up-level, and I'm talking about quantum leaping, manifesting your dream relationship, moving houses, moving countries building your business, like just enjoying life, right? If you want to go to that next level, but have trauma, you know, that trauma is constantly like danger, danger, danger in your body. You will feel it so hard. If not, you know, it's just impossible for you to go out of your comfort zone because anything makes you feel unsafe, you know, and it makes you, your body literally thinks you're going to fucking die if you do something. So that's what happens in your brain and whenever you're wanting to do something that you've never done there's some level of fear involved so when you've done things in your comfort zone they're not scary even something as simple as making enchiladas right you've done it before so you're not nervous but if you're making it for the first time it can be a little nerve-wracking because your brain is feeling unsafe in the unknown your body and nervous system are so sensitive that it doesn't feel safe and it can actually cause the trigger to release cortisol. And when it comes to you wanting to expand your life, safety is everything. Your environment plays a huge role in your expansion. And some other ways people, you know, don't get out of the comfort zone is some people in traumatic situations don't get that release of cortisol setting in the fight or flight mode. Instead, they go into freeze response. They detach, numb out, disassociate. Now you want to be able to feel as much pain or pleasure in your life, right? So here's what can happen. You might constantly throw yourself out of your comfort zone to feel anything. And this can be 
an addiction because you could be doing really dangerous things and not realizing it because the effect that trauma has on your brain is that it literally rewires your brain. So how you see and interpret the world, the information and how you feel, all of it changes stemming from your trauma. You will numb out and disassociate from your own life and that, you know, you will constantly just like be in your comfort zone and never expand, right? That's the other end of the spectrum. And that's because you're paralyzed at doing anything that can make you feel the tiniest bit expansive. And you might not feel excited at all to expand because that numbness has stopped you from pain and pleasure. So pain and pleasure are on a spectrum, right? They're opposites. Same thing with abundance and scarcity. It's on the same spectrum. You can't have one without the other. It doesn't mean you feel both, but the more you feel one thing, the more you feel the other as well. So as a result, the pleasure I feel, the more pleasure I feel, the more pain I feel, right? And you've all witnessed this on my Instagram story for my uncoupling. <laughs> I've shown you guys like everything, but the more pain I feel, it's not a bad thing. It just is. It's part of the spectrum. I don't see it as being bad. It's there for me to process. And as a result, I actually feel a lot more pleasure after processing that as well. So this leads me to if there's part of you that wants to do something, but you're also petrified, this is your trauma affecting you from making a decision. So your heart has a vibrational frequency of its own. It's 5,000 times more your, than your brain. And that means it's your heart that can tell the future and your brain can't. Your heart can go into the future, come back and tell you what to do. Your brain can't do that. And that's why your heart has a pull and a desire, but your brain doesn't get it. This is why when you listen to your heart, you won't go wrong. Even if your outcome isn't what your ego wanted, it's the outcome you needed for your soul's purpose. If you aren't able to make decisions because of cortisol release from unhealed trauma, which, by the way, side note, the people with the most trauma seem the less stressed because they have actually numbed out and they're unable to tap in until something major triggers it. So you don't have to feel stress to be, have trauma. But if you want to do something and you're afraid, one, tune into your heart. Two, make sure your environment makes you feel safe. Do the things that you need to to calm your nervous system down. This will expand your nervous system. So my babe's key takeaway is this. Make next level decisions in a relaxed state, not a stressed state, and you will make the right decision. And tune into your higher self. Make decisions based on her. Embody, act, and be your next level self. Make decisions based on your next level self. That's who should be inspiring you. What house does she live in? What clothes does she wear? How does she feel about money? How does she show up in sex? What does she invest in? What would she do? Make choices based off that and you will be living in alignment and there will always be a way up and out. And remember that when you're happy, 
the world is a happier place. So I will talk to you all next week about desire. And until then, stay in your pleasure mode and be the sister queen goddess I know you are. I hope you got lots of inspiration and empowerment from today's episode. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review or share this podcast so I can live my purpose to help other women claim their divinity. To work with me or stay inspired, follow me on Instagram at bloomshakti or check out my website, bloomshakti.com.